you're listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast with Elsa Mitchell. Come along with me as I explore all the remote corners of Australia, uncovering success stories from women killing it in business. I'll inspire you, teach you, and best of all, make you laugh by sharing their journey and mine so that we can grow together in life and in business. Mom, have you seen my pants? Mate, get out of here with the podcast. Welcome to episode three of the Bossy Bitch podcast with me, Elsa Mitchell. I am so excited about this episode because it is with one of my besties in life and in business, Christy Morton, and she has a really special story that she's going to be sharing and it will help with a bit of my backstory and how I came to be in this podcast too. Uh, Thank you for joining me, Christy. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. So for everyone listening, this is actually something Christy and I plan to do together, but life had other plans, which we will get into. Uh, Christy, she won't tell you this, but she's pretty amazing. And (laughs) I have always believed that you are only as good as the people you surround yourself with. And I think a big part of the reason why I'm so fucking awesome is because of you, Christy. Oh, Oh, okay. I'll take that credit. Thank you. That's why I keep you around. You elevate my game. So up until recently, Christy and I were business partners in our business B directory, but we recently broke up, which was very sad, Um, but we'll get into why that happened. Christy, I would love for you to share your story today with my listeners, and it's a bit of a long story, so everyone's going to have to hang in there. It's quite epic, uh, and I think we will start with the boring parts. Yes, sure. And you know exactly what that is, don't you? The boring, <laughs> the boring part of your life when you were an accountant. Yeah, yes, I do. <laughs> I'll start there in that very, very bore, boring place. <laughs> I feel like I feel like all the accountants just hit unsubscribe. <laughs> it's a happy ending, so everyone. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm sure accounting is very exciting. <laughs> well, actually, you know, the accounting that I did was so. Yeah, I um, basically I was a corporate accountant, well, a management accountant to be technical for all the accountants out there, uh, for about eleven years. And then I had my first um, girl, and I've got three now, but I had Holly. And I always thought before I had her that I would be desperate to get back to work, um, but that really wasn't the case. Once she came along, I didn't want to go back to work. I didn't oh, want to go, <laughs> go back to my uh, soul-destroying corporate job. <laughs> <laughs> Which you let's, know, I, <laughs> Let's shit on accountants a little bit more. <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those things when you're in it, you think it's, it's everything. Um, I guess that's all, how I've always worked. And it's probably an important part of my backstory is that any job I've ever had, I just give it, you know, 110% all the time. And, so and, true. Yeah, so that's what I did with that job. And then once I kind of had a bit of a space and a break from it, I realised that it really just, it wasn't the job that I loved anymore. Um, And I didn't want to leave Holly to go and do something that I really didn't enjoy. So then I had to work out what I was going to do with my life. And I started a blog and I thought that this this blog would just, this was going to be my (laughs) saviour. I was going to start a blog and I was going to make heaps and heaps of money and I could just work for myself and life would be sweet. Um, but then I realised that blogging is actually really hard to make money from. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> but can we just add in this story right here? Mm. This is, um, and you and I had been friends for a long time before this phase of yes. our lives, yep. but we our friendship really escalated when we bonded over the blogging. And I just want everyone to be clear that we were blogging when blogging was super cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We were in, we were in there before. <laughs> yes, you know, if everyone rolling their eyes like, oh, belonging. no one's doing that anymore. Well, everyone everyone was doing it. Yes, yes, and I should add as well. When I started my blog, I didn't. That was my business. So I think it, it's very different nowadays, where people blog for their business, which I for think business. is a, yeah, a really different thing. Uh, and I that's just, something that we've we're both super passionate about yes, is blogging for yeah, business as opposed to as a business. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so I did that for a while and made some really great connections and then but found it quite hard to monetize. And in the process of, of starting the blog and running it, I just taught myself everything about um, websites and SEO and Google Analytics and then people started asking me for help when they had problems with their site and I was doing all of this work for free for people and I suddenly went, oh, hang on, is this actually a business? Maybe I should be charging for this. And then that's that's how my consulting business was born basically out of that. Um, and then I was lucky enough that my accounting uh, job, they were offering redundancies. And so I just decided uh, after I had my second girl that I was definitely, I was going to take a redundancy and I was going to yeah move into doing my own consulting business. Yes, and you were pumping those kids out very quickly. Let's 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 acknowledge that. Yes. But that you, that story, I feel like people need to understand. If anyone has ever watched that show Suits, that was really huge. Christy is like the female version of Mike Ross. Like she has a photographic memory, and yes, she was able to flip careers from being a, an accountant to someone that builds websites and is an SEO absolute guru literally with a click of her fingers because <laughs> oh come on now <laughs> uh, uh, don't be embarrassed she's that smart which is why I um latched onto her and decided to be uh right on her coattails <laughs> oh now you haven't done that <laughs> but I think it's a good that's a good lesson um that I've learned along the way just to follow you into your intuition rather because at that point you know, before I left to have Holly, I was, um, you know, I was quite senior. I'd worked for 11 years to get into my role. I had six staff reporting to me. I reported to the finance director. I was, you know, a manager of reporting for Asia Pacific for my company. So I'd worked really hard to get to that spot where I thought I All wanted right. to be. And then I just had that niggling feeling in my gut that it wasn't where I should be in life. Um, and just, you know, really based on that. <laughs> <laughs> I've just gone, okay, see ya. I'm going to do something else. You're very good at making um, snap decisions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's got to listen to your gut. It's intuition. This is true. and But we're going to talk about intuition so much because we, yeah, let's get to that. Then let's talk about a couple of years ago, Christy was just killing it at life and I wanted in on that action. So I was like a stalker. Let's start a business together and we're obsessed with blogging and we're obsessed with small businesses or not even small businesses, just businesses in general. And so I begged and pleaded and I lured Christy into starting B Directory with me. <laughs> you lured me in. <laughs> I sucked her in with all my charm. <laughs> 
You're very and, charming, so. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not sure everyone would agree with that. But <laughs> we started Bee Directory, which was basically a business we wanted to help other people find the same success in their businesses that we were having in ours. And we had a really awesome combined skill set, Christy being the absolute geek online and fully knowing how to kick ass with a getting new clients online, SEO websites, all that stuff. And me with my social media and blogging and I guess that having a bricks and mortar business, you know, understanding good customer service, things like that. We we just had a really good combined skill set. So we started B Directory and we started traveling, doing our workshops, which was so fun. So much fun. It was awesome. But then Christy, last year, just for no good reason, you decided to just pull the pin on all your businesses and you just stopped. I did. I did. Why did you do that? (laughs) Well, I guess there's something about uh, a cancer diagnosis that really really helps put everything in perspective. (laughs) (laughs) So you, what was it, the 1st of November last year? It was two days before we were due to jump on a plane to Broome and Kununurra, which was one of our favourite trips. And I got a text message from you saying, I can't come, I've got (laughs) I've got breast cancer. Yeah. <laughs> I like to put things like that in a text. That's a really <laughs> <laughs> feels really appropriate. <laughs> and I ran around the house with my arms flapping in the air like, what? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was right. a yeah, pretty intense time. <laughs> yes. And at that point it was a stage three breast yeah. cancer diagnosis, yeah. wasn't yep. it? Yeah, it was stage three out of four four stages when they they stage them. So, and then what happened to, the week before Christmas? Yeah, know, so yeah, I think you, <laughs> you you tell the story. You tell the story. Oh, so well, <laughs> yeah. About so it was uh, originally stage three, which is obviously is is scary. Um, but you know, you kind of you feel like you've got a bit of breathing space if you've if. If someone's going to grade something and you've still got a, a grade to go, <laughs> there's then, room to move. <laughs> there's room to move, you know. Uh, so I was sweet with that. And then, yeah, a week or so before Christmas, I found out um, they'd actually, well, not they'd got it wrong, but they they upgraded my diagnosis. So I got the upgrade that no one wants to get. Uh, <laughs> and it was actually stage four cancer because it had spread from um, from the breast to the lymph nodes to my liver, my chest wall, uh, and my sternum as well. So, yeah, yeah. I just don't even, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the worst. Um, and I just feel like we've missed a little bit of your story because Christy is the person that, and you're going to hate me for saying this, oh, and you know God. what I'm about to well, say. Oh, I know, it's about the soap. It's about the soap. <laughs> Yeah, go on, say it. She would make her own soap. She had the most healthiest toxin-free lifestyle. And you didn't even, correct me if I'm wrong, but you'd even been tested for the, the gene, hadn't you? Yeah, yeah, I don't have the breast cancer gene. I have no family history of breast cancer. I don't have the gene for it either. She was so health well, and and is now. But we were so you live such a healthy lifestyle, so conscious of choices to avoid that very thing happening. In fact, pretty much as a duo in our business, all I do is pull the piss out of Christy <laughs> for her ridiculously healthy lifestyle, and I used to give her a lot of shit about it. And so I can't even explain. And 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 that aside. 
Christy, and I'm not just saying this because you're one of my besties and I want to blow <laughs> smoke up your ass, but she le- there isn't a nicer person in this world than Christy. So the fact that this had happened to you was just the most fucked thing that could ever happen and I blew my mind and not to mention completely devastating and I think Christy's husband was a bit like me in that we just started binge drinking at night. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> It's a coping mechanism. I get it. Completely fell off the wagon when this news came, but not you, Christy. No. (laughs) (laughs) The one person that should have been losing it was holding the rest of us all together. Well, someone had to keep it together. (laughs) (laughs) So... This this happened the week before Christmas, two thousand and nineteen, yeah. which is only it's not even a year ago. It's like nine months ago, is it? Nine. Uh, yeah, about that. Yeah, yep. Nine months. Nine months ago. So, um, stage four. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is, your diagnosis is pretty much as bad as it gets, right? Yeah. Well, that's once it's spread to the um rest like other parts of your body, then they say that it's in, incurable, basically. Right. And so, they have, you know, my oncologist had had success with other women who basically stayed on different drugs um, for the, you know, the the remainder of their life that they stayed alive. So she, you know, I think it was what, three out of 860 women or something that she had with stage four um, had managed to stay alive for longer than 10 years taking different types of drugs. Yeah, right. Yep. It's not, still not exactly great news, is it? No, no, and because basically what they say to you is that there's only, I think there's only a couple of different types of drugs you can take take for that cancer and you can only take each one for a few years before your body becomes immune to it or like the cancer becomes immune. So, you know, they sort of that's how they lay it out for you. Like, well, we can yeah, try right. and keep you alive, but you've only got a few drugs to take and once you've used them, then, then that, that's that. it. Yep. Too bad. Yeah. yeah. See you later. That's <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> and I know for me, like any normal person, I was just Googling the shit out of it. Um, I never Googled it once. Thank God I did it for you. And my husband was like, you've got to stop. <laughs> oh, God, I'd just be crying into my phone. He's like, stop Googling. And I'm like, oh, just there's nothing good. There's nothing good. <laughs> oh, anyway. Let's fast forward yeah. um, a bit. I know that the first time I saw you after that diagnosis, and I was quite proud of myself because I cried on the inside like a winner every time. I didn't let you see me cry. <laughs> but the first time I saw you after you got that diagnosis, you were kind of like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to die. And I was yeah. like, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> Are we Googling the same stuff? Or? And then... You started your chemo and I came along with you to one of your chemo sessions and you were like, oh, you know, I'm just not, I'm not going to keep doing this. And I was like, right, well, (laughs) you know, sometimes we have to do things we don't want to (laughs) do. And I think about not even a week after that chemo appointment, you rang me and what did you say? (laughs) I said that I'm basically in remission. Yep. Yep. You showed me. So <laughs> four months in and you were in remission. You are in remission. You're still yes. in remission yep. now. Yep. Correct. Yeah. So you're an absolute total freak <laughs> of nature. I just believe in myself. 
And this is kind of leading to how we've recently gotten divorced professionally. Yes, yes. yes which has been very sad. Yeah. Um, but what has going through this experience <laughs> done for you? Obviously, you've realised that there's something bigger in this life for you than SEO and websites. <laughs> yeah, funny that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess, you know, it's it's a funny thing having your life, when I keep saying it's like having your life shoved in front of you. And and it is, it's something that you can't, it's really hard to conceptualise until it happens to you. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's so corny to say, oh, your health is everything, but, oh, it just is. And, you know, Fucking it, is. It, it just, there is literally nothing else. And when someone says to you, oh, you've got cancer and you potentially, you start to question your, you know, your mortality, you would literally do anything to have another day or another cuddle with your kids or another breath or and you just when you start looking at your life like that you have to just clear up all the shit that that doesn't work for you um <laughs> you just have to there's it's it's yeah. <laughs> and you know oh. I think um before I was diagnosed uh I just I had all these things I wanted to do in my life and I just kept putting it off or saying oh, I'll do that when I achieve this then I'll be able to do that or, and I just I didn't make some of the changes that I should have and I kind of kept getting those signs that I needed to make a change and I just didn't listen to it and then bang life will if you don't listen life will eventually um make you listen yeah I know for me one of the things I got out of your uh what are we going to call it journey (laughs) (laughs) for lack of a better word your journey is and this happened for me instantly was oh like you just it's so common especially for women I say it a lot but for women we have so much fear fear of putting ourselves out there fear of going for whatever it is we want to go for chasing our dreams just a fear of doing I think because for many reasons scared of being busy scared of being successful even scared of failing that's probably the most common but when you were diagnosed I just realized life's too short and I'm not going to give a fuck anymore so and I think that's you know that's one of my biggest lessons um from this is just I was I lived a lot of my life in fear and it wasn't just fear of doing the things that I really wanted to do but afraid you know there was things I didn't do because I was afraid I might offend someone or I was afraid someone was going to judge me or um you know, yeah, just doing everything because, or not doing things because I was so afraid. And I yeah. think, like you say, we're, there's so many of us now living like that, just being worrying about what people are thinking or who's going to judge you for doing different things. Or, um, yeah, just we just need to start living the life that we want and not giving a shit about other people. Other people. And a lot and, of it is around what other people think and who yeah. cares. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, I had, there were certain aspects of my consulting business that I wasn't happy doing for a long time, but instead of me dropping that work, I would rather have hurt myself by staying up late and stressing and doing jobs I didn't want to do rather than hurting my clients by letting them down. And that was kind of my, you know, and that was a big takeaway for me is that I'd rather hurt myself or my family than hurt someone else. Whereas really it's just a website, like they would get over it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but that's just some of the things that I would I would do, uh, and it's just life is way too short to be living like that, worrying Absolutely. about stupid shit. <laughs> stupid shit, and it's hard because 
you don't want anyone to have to go through that experience to learn that lesson. No, God, that's my big, and I guess that's part of my thinking now is that I, I would love to be able to share this enough so that no one else has to be diagnosed with cancer or a life-threatening illness to stop and go, oh, what do I want to do with my life? I'm not living the life that I should and make a change. Like I would, I, that is just my dream now is to, um, to, to get people to, to wake up to what they're doing and, and just live the life that they want to live. I think as well, and I know, and we won't go into this because this is something I know will be your story later. I know you did a lot of things and everyone is going to be, and they already are, I know, reaching out, how did you do it? And that is an entirely different conversation. But I do believe two, there were two reasons, two big things behind what, what helped you with your recovery. Number one was your mindset and... You have you have to know, Christy. You you can't fake this. She looked me in the face and said, "I know without a shred of doubt in my body that I am going to be okay." <laughs> the, like that positive mindset is insane. But that is that's something Christy will get into another time. But the other thing you did, which I want to mention, is you stopped. Yes, you stopped everything. Yes. You shut your business down. Yep. That day. You yep. gave everything, you removed every level of stress um, from your life, um, including me. <laughs> I, didn't <see laughs> I didn't see you for months and you just went into this cocoon of, and you just stopped. You weren't on social yep. media. You yep. weren't posting your journey on Facebook or Instagram. Yep. You yep. just went into this shell where it was, you became all about you. You were going to bed early. You, you know, again, we'll go into all the things. I'll let you do that another time. But you you showed such will, determination. Um, it was amazing. You just stopped and you gave everything you had to it. And I think that is massive. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and I mean that's what allowed me to heal. It's what I needed yeah. to do. And, again, number like number one, I think, yeah, mindset is just without a doubt if you can't get your mindset right about anything in life, you know, it doesn't have to be your health, your business, anything you're doing, uh, it's going to be really hard for you to succeed. So my number one thing was just that I'd realised very early on in the piece that I wanted to live. So yeah. there, I really, there was no second option. It was live and that was that. And that kind of made actually made it really easy because then I knew I just had to give it my all. I had to do everything that I could. Um and I think that's really important, as I said, just for anything to have. And it's not even about this whole, you've got to have a positive mindset. Da-da. Like you're gonna, everyone's going to have shitty days. Like don't get me wrong. When yes. I was first diagnosed, I, you know, I, I cried. I, I was angry that I hadn't had gluten or sugar for years and this happened to me. You you're know? so pissed off that you wasted all that time making that fucking soap. I don't understand this, you know. I cried in the shower. I said, I'm a nice person. I don't get I it. Um, you know, I did all that, but I did that and then I, you know. Put on your big girl knickers. Yeah, and I went, okay, shit, this is real. I've got to face it. And then I just made the decision that I was going to leave. I wasn't going to leave my kids behind. I wasn't going to leave my husband behind. And that was that. So, oh God. yeah, I just, it's just <sighs> mindset is everything. <laughs> It is everything. Can I? I want to talk to you about something people probably will think is incredibly weird, but it was something. 
that. Yes. You know what I'm going to say. It's about the ones. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. The ones. Yep. The ones. Um, yep. And everyone's going to go, you two are nuts. But um, <laughs> Christy and I do have a very special connection and we are a little bit, um, we're both share a lot of the same beliefs about how the world works and it's a little bit of woo we've got a little bit of woo in we're it. a bit woo woo yes <laughs> and so well I was <laughs> <laughs> anyway when we were traveling around uh the year the year BC before cancer um <laughs> this thing kept happening when Christy and I were together where we would see triple one or four ones but in in the spiritual land seeing that I think means it's on you're on the right path. It's supposed yeah. to be a sign from your angels. Yeah. And Christy and I would be chatting in um Kununurra in a hotel having a really deep conversation and Christy would go, "Oh, look, it's um 11 past 11." And or we'd jump in the car and turn the car and she'd go, "Oh, look, it's 11 past 1." <laughs> we always kept seeing these ones everywhere. Yeah. And you actually we we at that time, deeply believed that, oh, the universe is telling us we're on, a, we're on the right path, you know, this is going to be very successful and oh, we're doing the right thing. And you actually, didn't you, you got diagnosed on the first of the 11th. Yeah, yep, one, one, one. <laughs> one, one, one. And driving home from that appointment, the car in front of you had one, one, one yes. on the number plates. Yep. <laughs> that's right and I recently or not recently but a couple of months ago I sent you a message on slack and I said um <laughs> oh I think we should go to broom and now you now you're better and you wrote back and said oh look at the time of the message it was 11 past <laughs> 11 and when you got that diagnosis before Christmas one of my ugly face crying was like Fuck those ones. Yes. <laughs> they are, they're unlucky. <laughs> they, they don't mean you're on the right path. <laughs> and look, I, you know, I did, I had a, a brief period of time where I did question a lot of my beliefs early in the, early on in the piece. Don't worry. <laughs> We actually, um, the the week but you got your diagnosis, we had a psychic dinner for my birthday. <laughs> yes. And afterwards, and you were waiting on, you know, you knew you had tests coming up that, that week. And we, as I walked you out to your car, you went, oh, well, she didn't tell me I have breast cancer, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just carry on. <laughs> oh, boy, was she wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Anyway. I just that the one thing was something that really got to me, but actually now we've been through this, it turns out, yeah, it we were you you are on the right path, just not the path that we thought it was going yeah, to. Yeah, and and I think you know it, it was a sign that us our work together and the connections we'd made, and I think that that was all important. Um, you know, you know, you wouldn't have had a lot of your podcast guests if it wasn't for all of our trips um, oh, away absolutely. that we did, and um, I definitely I think. It's just a lesson, again, in like intuition and knowing that you might be, just, what you're doing at any one point in time isn't necessarily what you're going to be doing for the rest <laughs> of your life. Was, <laughs> you have to change, change as um, things change in your life. And it was like shutting down my business, you know, people couldn't understand it and everyone thought I was mad. <laughs> like, hang on, what? You've worked on this business for five years and you're just going to shut it? And not only that, you were so good at it. You were so, so good at it. Christy was absolutely thriving 
in her business. She was very reputable and well-known in her field uh, in Perth and probably even further than that. So she was super successful and she was busting at the seams in her business. I I literally had, uh, I think I I was booked for the next four to five months actually at that point as well. So it it meant um, it wasn't just sort of turning away clients or turning down clients. It meant actually sitting down with clients who were in projects and saying, I need to refund you money. I need to find someone else for you to work with. Uh, it was, yeah, pretty full on. <laughs> yeah, it was massive. And that thing on intuition, I remember during that time, I mean, that time of year for me is hectic anyway. In my business, it's the busiest time of the year. I had to jump on the plane and go to Broome and Kununurra without you, which was not a big deal, um, but it was the worst week of ever because I was so worried about you and I had to learn your bloody blogging workshop. <laughs> it wasn't that hard, was it? <laughs> no, I actually loved it. And I remember when I got home, you and I had planned to launch uh, a mentoring program yes. in 2020. Yep. And I was like, shit, do I do it? Don't I do it? And I thought, fuck it, I'm going to do it because everything to me thought I've got to keep driving this ship while, so you don't have to worry about a thing and you focus on you. And I remember then I had to learn how to do a bloody sales page and put it on the website. Christy always did all this stuff for me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have to learn all this stuff. And I remember just sitting at the table crying and my husband saying, don't do it. Don't do it. Like <laughs> three months off and just worry about it later. Just don't do it. And I was like, I just know that I have to do it. I've got this feeling inside of me that this is something I have to do. anyway and I did and it was you know I sold out straight away and it's been the best thing in helping me move forward and I guess um, us transitioning into divorcing as business (laughs) it has been the perfect yeah the perfect transition I think yes so and it was that intuition that you speak about so I did you know thank goodness I just said no even though it sucks right now it's really hard I know that this is something I have to I have to keep doing so there is something to our woo-woo, Christy. Yeah, <laughs> there totally is. There totally is. So now that you've done something pretty amazing, um, yeah. what's next for you? Well, I really just want to share my message and share, you know, that I'm getting so many people now asking me, like you're saying, what What did you do? What, you know, what was the number one thing you did that, you know, so that they can help someone they know with cancer or um that sort of thing and, and really there wasn't one thing that I did there was there was no. so many so so many things yeah. um and because I made it it was my life's work to save my life so I had a full program of things that I was doing you're um, amazing amazing I, Christy I know that a lot of people and I'm just going to say it worry about they might money Yes. Oh, you have to be rich or you yes. have to, you know, or, well, I couldn't afford to just stop working and yes. shut down my business. Yes. You yep. and your husband were not in a super wealthy position no. when that happened. No, so not at all. For, I just, I feel like that's something that needs to be said along the way because oh, I you know, know that. Yeah, it's a, a great point um, because I think that, and it would stop a lot of people and a lot of the treatments and things that I did as well are not cheap. So expensive. Yeah, but it just, for me, it was a no-brainer. I don't care about, money doesn't matter if you're dead. No. <laughs> it, it really doesn't matter. And we just made the decision the minute I was diagnosed that basically fuck money, um, we're just going to do whatever we could 
to make sure that I stayed alive. So, yeah, it was a lot of money to turn down. You know, I re- as I said, I had to refund deposits. I don't know, like $20,000 worth of deposits. Um, it meant we went down to one income. Um, we basically used all of our savings to pay for everything that I needed. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I can make money again. I can't make money if I'm not here. <laughs> And you, um, it took seven months. You did not get your income protection through your insurance. You'd been through the same insurance company for yes. how long? 20 years, something oh, yeah, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you did not get your income protection until recently. Yes, exactly. So you were going through all of that, like the most stressful time in your life. You'd been yep. paying that bloody insurance for 20 years to the same <laughs> company. And, yes. you, and I know how much money you were spending on your treatments. It was astronomical. Yes. And you you didn't get any insurance payout whatsoever. For seven months, you didn't hear back yeah. from them. Yeah, exactly. And I just I just feel it's important because I know a lot of people will think, you know, money is a big thing and, oh, but she she might be super rich and she could afford to just toss yeah. it all in. That's not the – I know that's not the case. Yeah, you, no. You, you really did <laughs> – it wasn't an easy path. And oh, you- no, it wasn't. And, you know, amongst that we were also uh, sold our house and we're moving into another house. <laughs> oh, my God, it was a nightmare, wasn't it? So, yeah, so we had, you know, money to spend on the new house. You know, financially it was a very difficult time. Yeah. Think, yeah, it's a really good point to bring up because it, um, yeah, it, you really just can't, you can't worry about money. And, yeah. Yeah, and, and like I said, it's corny, but your mon- money will come. If you're if you're sick and you die, then you know <laughs> maybe you've got life insurance. But you know maybe that'll take years for your family to get as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so if you could, from this whole experience, if yeah. you could like just share maybe some key lessons for anyone. Yeah. Like a lot of our listeners are women just like me and you. Yeah. That you know they're juggling kids. They're killing themselves working at night after the kids are in bed what advice would you give them well I think you know number one thing uh is that I think these days everyone's really into this whole hustle you've got to hustle you've got to push hard you got to work hard you start a business and it's all about working and staying up late and and it's just I just think you need to have and I can say this because this is where I was at you need to have a look at your business and a look at what you're doing if if you're up all night working constantly, because I guarantee you, you will not be healthy. And, you know, that was the thing for me is that, okay, I was very conscious of the food that I ate, I, you know. Oh, you meditate, you journal. Yeah, I do all that stuff that you're supposed to do to be healthy. But the one thing that I wasn't doing was managing my stress. Um, and, being, and, I, and you probably weren't even aware that you were. No, that and, I, and I didn't think I was stressed because I meditated. <laughs> Yes, you know, and you journaled. And I journaled and, and I thought, well, I'm looking after myself. I meditate at the end of the day and I write in my journal and look at that. I'm I'm zen. But <laughs> in reality, I was tired from going to bed late um, and having kids who wake up during the night still and wake me up early. And, you know, some nights I'd be working till 11, 11.30 and then I'm getting up at five every day with the kids. Um, I was just really, really tired. And because I was so tired, um, I was on edge. I was highly strung. So it wasn't that I recognised that I was stressed. I was just a really highly strung person. But you, you didn't present as highly no, strung. No, no, I didn't. If you, if you met new Christy at that time, you would have thought she was the sweetest, most good <laughs> back, you know, not but like yeah, me. 
<laughs> on the inside, I had a million things that were just, you know, I had a million tabs open basically. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I just, I thought it was okay for me to be like that because I was doing all this other stuff for my health. And, and I've just learned during this process that stress is, I think, the biggest cause of oh, no doubt. Um, sickness and, and disease, you know, for, for people and especially for women who are trying to, you know, that's, it's another thing that I, I was trying to do everything myself. Because I thought as a mum, that's just what I should do. Um, I wanted to be there for my kids. So if they had stuff at school during the day, I'd work later that night. I, you know, I didn't ask for help. I didn't like accepting help. I just thought that I had to do everything. And it's just not even possible. No. You know, now that I'm not working and I'm looking after my three kids, it's still a bloody full-time job. (laughs) I'm still like running around all the time doing stuff. Um, I just, it's, yeah, it's hard. And we need to give ourselves a bit of slack. Absolutely. And just think, is it worth, is the money that you're making actually worth sacrificing your health? And life is just way too short to not be doing what you truly want to do. Oh, absolutely. And don't wait for the next, yeah, when I get to this or when I do this, I'll be able to make a change. Just if you want to make a change, just work out how to do it. (laughs) Do it. And who gives a shit what anyone else thinks? Yeah, exactly. Yep. (laughs) Who totally. gives a shit? <laughs> yep. I just think, yeah, you just, um, you really just, and it all comes back to, again, following your own intuition, following your heart and what, what you're not going to, what you want to do is not going to make be the same for everyone else, but it doesn't matter. You know, don't worry about what, how people are going to judge you. Um, yeah. just, and people will always judge. One of the biggest lessons I've learned in the last year that I, I just love is that not everyone is going to like you. Yes. And, if you, everyone, I think if you're not attracting your people, if you're not being your true self and you're being exactly. a people pleaser, yep. not everyone's going to like you and that is okay. You don't want those people. They're no. not your people. Um, I know I put a post up the other day in a very big Facebook group and I was, it was to be funny. It was a funny joke. And <laughs> You're very funny. <laughs> Oh, not everyone gets me. And it was so interesting. And I knew I knew it was going to spark a reaction, and it did. My phone blew up. But it was so 50-50. 50% of the people were just like, you're the funniest bitch alive, and I don't know what you do, but I want to pay you to do it. And <laughs> the other 50% of the people were like, this is, like, not professional. <laughs> Which I didn't care because it was a joke. It was a joke. Yes. And I was like, wow, this is really good just to see, isn't it? You know, yeah. That, all those people, my people, they're my they're my jam. The others, they're not for me. They are not my people. They're going to hate me. That's okay. Yeah, exactly. And you because you're going to be judged for everything. Everything yeah. that you do. And you know, you just like you say you're not everyone's cup of tea. And maybe it it might offend some people listening to hear that, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the truth of the matter is you just you're not so you, the the sooner you stop trying to be everything for everyone and just work out what the fuck it is you want to do with your life <laughs> and actually do it, I can tell you you're going to be a hell of a lot happier. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I'm pretty excited. I've got some ideas about what's coming for you next, Christy, and I'm excited that I've got to have this chat with you before you become Oprah and I become like <laughs> The friend that rides on the coattails. Oh, you'll you, you'll always be friend? that friend. Um, yeah. What is her name? Oh, I can't remember. Gail. 
Gail. Yeah, Gail. Gail to 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 Oprah. Making making me gluten free sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) Oh goodness! So yeah, I'm excited, and I do hope that you will be on this podcast chatting with me since we're not co-hosting as we originally planned. Um, I'm just going to have to coerce you into showing up. Um, (laughs) I think what comes next is going to be pretty big and pretty special. So. I'm calling Gibbs on having you. <laughs> Thanks. You will not speak on any other podcast. <laughs> Sign here. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in. So for everybody listening, this is, I think we've just really touched on such a, so many massive um, topics today and there's so much more to this story. So Christy has just started to use her Instagram, which is scary for her. Look at me. (laughs) You're proud of me, mummy. I'm so proud of you, darling. (laughs) You're Christy Morton on Instagram, aren't you? Yes, yeah, but I think it's Christy L. Morton. Christy L. Morton. So go and seek her out and watch what unfolds with her over the next 12 months. I think it's going to be pretty big. So thank you so much, Christy. I'm so impressed that I got through this whole conversation without crying. I almost cried a couple yeah, of times. <laughs> I'm impressed I didn't either. So they, we, we did it. We but did I held it. it in like not like the other week when we had coffee and we are both blubbering in the cafe <laughs> yeah. for bloody two hours. <laughs> it was like a divorce. I know. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I'll speak to you again soon. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast. I am Elsa Mitchell and you can find me at elsamitchell.com.au or if you'd like to meet my friends, please head on over to Facebook and I invite you to join our free group, Bossy Bitch. Bossy Bitch.